What's up guys? Father's Day is right around the corner and have I got the skincare regime for you all. This is Pretty Boy Revival Skincare. It is a six in one all purpose moisturizing cream. It is fantastic. I actually found it on Instagram. I know, and it works. It reduces irritation, redness, lines, dark circles, and I swear by it. I get out of the shower, dry my face off, put this bad boy on, and I am good for the entire day. I've definitely seen a dramatic change in the way my skin looks, the way my skin feels. It is definitely better than Kiehl's, and I will say that, and it is the only, I have it right here, it is the first male-focused moisturizer to be awarded with the seal of acceptance by the National Eczema Association, so it's legit. I suffer from seborrheic dermatitis, and this bad boy, I don't even have to put anything prescription on because it works that well, and I am highly recommending it to all of you watching the Just Saying podcast. It's fantastic, and right now I'm gonna give you guys a promo code for 15% off your final order using promo code Martindale. That's 15% off using promo code Martindale. All right, get into it, pretty boy. You're welcome. Everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Just Say and Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Martindale, and we are going to give this episode already a eight-minute-long standing ovation because the Cannes Film Festival is happening right now. I'm here with John today. We are going to be discussing all things pop culture in the news this week. Um, how are you, John? I'm good. It's I know it's it's a fun it's a fun week so far. Are you are you up to speed on all the drama that is? Can, can you even uh, with Ken? I all I know is that Johnny Depp is back. Johnny Depp is back. He got like an eight minute long standing ovation or something like that. Six minute long. Um, he also has rotted teeth. Did you see that? I mean, he's I, got like haunted puppet teeth, and I'm like, oh god, is this where we're at? I blame Amber Heard. I, of course, I, <laughs> she sucked the life out of him. But there were all sorts of like protests and stuff, being like, oh, we don't want to support him, all this kind of stuff. I think what's her name, Brie Larson, was there, and they like confronted her on the red carpet, like, you know, are you going to support his film? And she's like, well, I, I we'll just we'll see when when we get in there. I never really know what to expect from the Cannes Film Festival. I really don't even know what it is. I just know it's just some film festival that, you know, like I guess the whale premiered last year. I guess it's all like the big forefronts of the what's being released and what's coming out. That weekend um, show came out, The Idol. Remember that one? No. It's with Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose Depp, and The Weeknd. Oh, is that the one where she's naked all the time? It's bonkers like i don't it hadn't even been released yet but it was it's been there's been so many stories on it how it's so problematic and like gory and gruesome and just like in your face just sex it's the same guy i think his name's sam levinson from euphoria that checks out yes so it's that and so a lot of people are just kind of like okay dude we get it creepy mccreeperson yeah i don't know if it's gonna be on hbo max i'm sorry Max or not. I don't know if it's being released on Max, but I think uh, I think 
Will I be watching it? Yes. I don't know. I'm just kind of over this whole like, LA man, it's the city of dreams. And then everyone's just like bleeding and doing coke off each other and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm sick of naked teenagers. Enough. (laughs) Fucking enough. I know. (laughs) I mean, my God. And then the gays get blamed for it. Well, we also get blamed for hurricanes, but I mean, what's new? Um, but yes, I, I am, am very excited. I feel like summer is right around the corner. It's Memorial Day weekend. And if you are in Vegas on Saturday, I will be at the Venetian Hotel with uh, Chris Frangiola, Heather McDonald, Spencer Pratt, and I believe Heidi Montag will be there as well. Mm. I can't wait. <laughs> I've never met Heidi Montag. You Montag. mean recording artist Heidi Montag? Yes, the one. Yes, yes. And uh, Heather McDonald's going to be doing some. Uh, we're actually doing a Juicy Scoop live there at the Venetian Saturday night. It's going to be so amazing. I'm going to have some really great stories for next week, I'm sure. Um, Evan is going to be uh, there as well. We're going to go see a Cirque du Soleil show called O on Friday night. And then I'm going to meet up with my friend and American Idol uh, finalist uh, Michaela Gordon from uh, Carrie Underwood's season. I don't even remember what season that is, but we're going to get into American Idol a little later in the podcast, but I want to talk about something that is sweeping the nation. No, not gun violence. <laughs> but it is an earthquake. It is a movement, and I am talking about Kylie Minogue. The one, Kylie, that truly matters. Kylie Minogue goofed us all over the weekend, right before Pride season, because that's what she does. Kylie Minogue released her new single off her uh, upcoming album, which I think is being dropped in September. September. And she's already given the children something to eat. That's how you have to talk when... You're making your point across in gay. You have to accentuate the words. She gave us her new hit single, Padam Padam. Now, I didn't know what Padam Padam was. I didn't know where the origin of it came from. I thought it was a curry dish or a very exclusive resort somewhere that I have yet to be invited to. But I was like, oh, padam, padam. Okay, sure, why not? Then you listen to the song, which is already sweeping the nation. I believe it's already like number six on the charts. It's going to be a, I mean, I already calling it. I'm calling it right now. It is going to be a forefront for the song of the summer. Um, especially Labor Day weekend. Every every pool party is going to be, put em, put em. it's great. Not a tropical location, not an Indian curry dish. Padam Padam is the sound in Australia that your heart makes. Did you know that, John? No, I thought it was a city from the Hunger Games. That too. It could be a, it could be, the sister to the capital in the Hunger Games. It's not Padam Padam, no. Or uh, a Star Wars cousin to Padme. You know, nothing. No, Padam Padam is Australian for the sound your heart makes. In America, we call it ba bum ba bum, right? Or ba dum ba dum. 
What does a heart make? God, I wish I had one. You can't hear it. It's usually covered. Ba bum ba bum. It's usually covered in fat in America. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> deep fried Applebee's. <laughs> it's like it's like ba bum ba bum. Like that would be the American version of padam padam. So Kylie Kylie Minogue just pretty much made up words padam padam, and it is like sweeping the country. Um and. People, I, it's it's now a language. It's it's a language to me. I think I think it is now a code to find out if someone is gay. You can just kind of go up to them and be like, "Padam padam," and they can be "Padam padam." And you're like, "Got it." It's that "Padam padam." Yes, I am "Padam padam." I identify as "Padam padam." My pronouns are "Padam padam." Um, it's so fun. I love it. It's just a cool. And here's the thing. The video, she looks amazing. She is giving us like pop royalty that we all need. I'm so over these like huge, elaborate, just over the top concerts and visuals with these kind of like mediocre, like ugh, lyrics, whatever. She's just giving us a fun, vibey bop. The video, she's just all in red. She's at a diner drinking coffee. Then she's like in someone's yard with like an old abandoned truck. And she's just doing the most minimal dancing. And it's just a vibe. She's bringing back tiny dancing, which I'm totally here for. I love tiny choreography. Where you don't have to go to a club and be like, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, five, six. Uh, uh, uh. You don't have to do that. You can just, I'm a guy who likes to sit in the corner and just be like, ah, uh, just tiny choreography, just a little, mm, mm, uh, mm. That's all you need. And it's such a good bop. But wait, it gets better. So yesterday, I posted my uh, the meme I made of Hillary Duff on the Today Show jamming out to Padam Padam. Everyone's doing their own memes of yesteryear with this song because it kind of fits and it's really weird. But my friend uh, Mark over at Hunties.com, which I got this shirt, says dead inside. He was over at DragCon. He listens to me on this podcast as well as Juicy Scoop. Uh, he has great t-shirts, mugs, all sorts of stuff. Go to hunties.com and tell him I sent you, please. Um, he DMs me and he's like, girl, <laughs> she's in the hood. She's down the street at Mel and Rose, which is like a bougie, like wine cellar slash, I don't know if it's a liquor store, but they, sh they sell like upscale booze on Melrose because LA. Now, I'm telling Evan, because Evan's listened to this damn song on, like, repeat all morning long. And I'm like, hey, let's take a break from work and let's go walk down because they're saying Kylie Minogue is at Mel and Rose. He got ready so fast. We run downstairs. We walk down the street because it's right down the street from where we live. And I see a line. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. This line is like a full on, like not even a fast pass line at like Disneyland. It is like wrapped around the entire building. And immediately I'm like, no, 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 no. 
because it's already giving me like bad um, flashbacks to when I auditioned for Last Comic Standing. Where I did, I did too, and it was a nightmare. You did? In New York. We were standing on the street in New York. I know, but I stood in the street in LA and it was terrifying because I didn't have representation at the time. So I had to stand <laughs> in line overnight with people that I didn't perform with at the time. And I was the last person in the audition and I did the audition and Natasha Legero said she liked me. And then Greg Girardo said no um, because he didn't understand me. He didn't understand my stand-up. Greg Giraldo, uh-huh. my favorite comic of all time. And look where it brought him. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Don't pass on Martindale, guys. Um, so yeah, I was getting like these weird vibes. I'm like, I don't do lines. I hate lines. And then I'm like, oh, but it's Kylie Minogue. I should go inside. And I didn't. I didn't. I stood across the street. I saw my friend Randy waving at me. And then like, then people started DMing me pictures of me and Evan across the street because they saw us. And they're like, it's Justin Martindale. And they were taking pictures. And I'm like, oh, God, now I'm that person not waiting in line supporting Kylie Minogue. <sighs> but we'll do it again. It just wasn't meant to be. And I'm okay with that. And did I see all of my friends get in uh, 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 get in and take pictures with her? Yes. Everybody had a picture with Kylie Minogue uh, yesterday except for me. And I'm okay. Because you know why? Here's a little backstory. She didn't show up. She was supposed to be there from 3 to 5. She didn't get there until like 4 p.m. Because she's Kylie Minogue. People were waiting in line since 10.30 that morning. So people were lying about work. People just weren't showing up. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that the economy didn't collapse because no one was at work. But then again, no one works anymore. And um, one girl, my friend told me that the girl at the front of the line had been there since 1.30 in the morning. And I bet she stunk. Right? Stunk. Just didn't brush her teeth. And how do you do it? There was not like a, there wasn't like porta potties or anything set up. My friend Mike was in line for like three hours. I'm like, I I can't, I I can't do that. I I, I wish I could. But then anarchy ensued at the local, (laughs) at the local wine shop. Because people were just going into the store to buy wine. And the gays were like, absolutely not. No, you have to wait in this ridiculous line just like the rest of us. And they're like, well, we're not here to meet Kylie Minogue. And they're like, nice try, straights. So it didn't happen. And I'm okay with it. But I cannot wait for this album to come out. The song is so great. It's going to be played at every pool party. Uh, it's going to be played all Memorial Day weekend, and I'm here for it. Her last album, Disco, I just burned through it because it's just so good. I love Kylie Minogue, and I'm so glad we actually have like a pop queen moment because I was just like, yeah, Madonna wouldn't have done this. You know, she's just fun. Kylie's just great. And she was also in town because she was... Um, she recorded uh, the series, fin- I wish it was the series finale, the season finale of American Idol, which I don't watch anymore. Do you? No. Did you ever? Yes. Yes. Season one, and then season two, I was done. I mean, 
you know me. I love to take credit that I have that I put Kelly Clarkson on the map just because I burned those phone lines down to make sure she won. I am the hugest Kelly Clarkson fan. Love her to death. But honestly, I think I stopped watching after like... Actually, I came back. You came back? When Steven Tyler was brought on because oh, wa- right. watching him speak in general, but just hit on every contestant, Creepy. Yeah. I was crying. I used to watch that yeah. with him. I think I stopped watching when Nicki Minaj was a judge, but then I watched it because Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj would just fight the whole time. But then I think they brought on like Jennifer Lopez and I was like, oh God, get out of here. And then like Keith <laughs> Urban and I was like, why is Nicole Kidman here? And then... Um, and now it's just like Katy Perry and I've said it before and I'll say it again. Do not judge me on singing talent when you have zero Grammys. Just saying, you know, it's my podcast, but, uh, yes, I loved American Idol. I was here. I think the peak of American Idol for me personally was when, um, it was, what's his name? Who was the old guy? He wasn't old, but like, uh, he was with Catherine McPhee. He was the winner. Catherine McPhee lost. He oh, was Taylor. The, Taylor, exactly. Yeah, Taylor with the gray hair. Taylor with the gray hair. He was like, taking it to the streets. Yeah, he was like that guy, but young. Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks, yes, and Catherine McPhee. Catherine McPhee lost because she sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow like three times. And we were like, we get it, girl. But Chris Daughtry was on it. And I was like, oh, he was so hot back then. I would say Daughtry's top five successes off that I show. think so, too. Yeah, but like he was like bald with like eyeliner. And I just thought he was so sexy. And then like that was, I think, Adam Lambert's season as well. Um, yeah. And it was just that was just like peak idol I thought was great. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't even tell you. Who's on it anymore? I don't watch those shows. I can't watch The Voice. Like, now they have, like, one of the kids from One Direction on there. And I'm like, okay. And then now, like, Blake Shelton's retiring from the show. And I'm like, oh, God, will we be okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I couldn't even tell you a Blake Shelton song. I just know that he's married to Gwen Stefani. But American Idol crowned its winner... Uh, over the weekend and the fans are slamming the show because they are saying that it was rigged rigged hashtag not my idol um after the winner em tongi i hope i'm saying that right who's 18 by the way good god uh he won and the list uh the the viewers are saying that the better singer lost out so, and viewers are now divided over Katy Perry as a judge, which rumors are circulating that Katy Perry wants out of American Idol. Um, I don't blame her. I think she was actually requesting Alanis Morissette to step in as a judge to help with uh, the future seasons. I don't know if that's her being like, hey, Alanis, get in here and save my career, you know? Or I, save the show. So we actually, we we know someone who was on American Idol. Who? Uh, Jax. Jax, yes. So she came in third, and 
so I was managing her at the time, and she there there was this. It, it supposedly is predetermined. What do you mean? So with American Idol, they have a contract that you give to the person that wins that you're stuck to, like, I think it was like nine, entertain, 19 Entertainment or whatever it's called. That, That's been since season one. Yeah, so you're attached to yeah. them. But if you want a specific person or somebody on the panel wants a specific person to go under their label or something like that, they usually discuss that out and, and decide... This way, they're not attached to that that winner's contract. They mm-hmm. have a little bit more flexibility with the contract they could get for the person. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was predetermined. This guy's young enough that they could probably just give him a shitty contract and he'll be thankful. You'll never hear from him again after Never. This. That's yeah. the thing. Like I, I could not even tell you. I think Curly Sue won The Voice one season and that's it because that's all I remember. But like nobody remembers any of these people and they're talented. I'm not knocking them at all. They're all incredibly talented. It's just such a stagnant formula where it's like, oh, let's watch the judges be kooky and fun towards one another rather than like developing and crafting these talented individuals but then they never get taken seriously as artists unless they're like a carrie underwood or daughtry or kelly clarkson or who else adam lambert um well the 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 did you already say the one that they she's smashing everyone's car windows that's carrie underwood oh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no one's like oh my god what's crystal bauer socks up to or whatever the hell her name was but like yeah i i i i Fans are always going to be upset. Why? Because those kind of fans watch these kind of shows. Um, people were mad, and guess what they did? They took to Twitter, and they said, American Idol is rigged. Colin Staug? Stauf? Sure, was the best one out there. Another claimed EM1 on voter sympathy rather than talent writing. Obviously, the sympathy vote fixed fit in, with a third simply adding, I'm so over this rigged American Idol. Now... <laughs> The the thing about it was that this guy who looks like Maui from Moana, um, he is a he is the first Hawaiian winner of American Idol. Big year for Hawaiians. We had Sasha Colby from Drag Race win from Hawaii, and now this guy for American Idol uh, has won. But you said the sympathy vote was what because his dad passed away before the auditions. Yeah, I believe his dad passed away as he and he told the story as he auditioned, and then. It was basically just, I'm doing this for my dad. This is for my dad. And it's like, okay. okay. He can't see it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I don't understand. Like, wh- I'm sorry. Was he not? Do we not know how these stories work? If there's a talent show, there's always, like, some kid who's like, I'm, I'm an orphan. I've never met my family, and I have one foot. You know, and they're like, ah, oh, you're going to Hollywood. Like, that's what they want that. Well, we went through a whole period, I would say, from the early, from the, the first few years of the show going on where everybody had a 9-11 story. And I was like, okay, yes. I, I, I feel for you, but enough. Well, also, I'm going to stand by this season. And mind you, I watched zero episodes of this season of American Idol, but I remember a clip going viral on TikTok where there was a kid who auditioned and he said that he was involved in a school shooting. And I think he lost his friend in that shooting, which inspired him to sing. And of course, Katy Perry's like, this is about me and starts crying and you know, we need to do better. And this kid's like, yeah, I, I, I agree. You should be singing with your friend. He's like, lady, calm down. <laughs> um, 
And then she asked him, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? And he's like, no, why would you ask me that? It's a lyric from one of my songs. <laughs> but that clip went viral. But also that's the sympathy factor that they want. It's called drama. It's called storyline. They want the stories to have a point. And you want to be proud for this kid. You want this kid to thank his dad for like inspiring him to go on the show and, and being a hometown hero, which we love. I don't know if they're just more upset that he is just a big guy. Because um, I don't feel like we've had a big guy win like this since Ruben stuttered. But also, um, he's Polynesian. You know, the country guy didn't win. Huh? Hashtag not my American Idol. You know, but um, regardless, I, I, I think... I think he'll be fine. As for the show, couldn't tell you. But speaking of country, um, I have to do a a pre-warning for this next topic because I'm afraid <laughs> for my life. <laughs> I went to a pool party over the weekend where there were gays. And it was our first official pool day. And so I felt good. I was tan. Um, spray tanned, but tan. And um, I was put on the spot by one of the gays because he looked over at me and he said, what kind of gay are you? And I was like, oh, God, I knew this day would come. Uh, what do you mean by that? And he's like, "What? What? who is your... Who is your pop queen, princess, whatever? Are you a Britney gay? Are you a Beyonce gay? Are you a Cher gay? I was like, well, now I think I'm a Kylie gay, which I didn't say that at the time, but I should have. But I said I was kind of like a Jesse Ware house vibes gay, which is a little not mainstream. <laughs> so um, they all kind of rolled their eyes at me in shame. And I said, well, what gay are you? And he was like, I'm a Taylor gay. And I was like, oh, no. And I said, yeah, I can't get behind that. And he immediately like rolled his eyes. And I feel I, I, I don't think I'd ever seen a Taylor gay before. But the way this Taylor gay looked, he had like two different colored eyes. He was very, very translucent. You could see his organs through his skin. Very, very white, veiny, but like. When he got in the water and took a selfie of himself multiple times, you could be like, okay, I can see it. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh no, I don't know Taylor Gaze. Because I get scared of the Taylor fans. They're very aggressive. Very aggressive. And very, dare I say, culty. Because if you don't like a certain Taylor Swift song, if you cannot find out all 95 of her Easter eggs in the song Lavender Haze, are you even a Taylor fan? You know, they're very like, what did you say about Taylor? Why would you why would you say that? She's awesome. Do you like Taylor Swift, John? Have we even talked about this? Do you I, even know a Taylor Swift song? I do know. I know the one that uh the the antihero song that just is yeah. it's playing in every in every It's restaurant. me, I'm yeah. the problem, it's me. That's Taylor being like, I'm the problem. Yeah, this yeah. is we all knew that. my we knew fault. This. We we knew this. Mm. She dated half of New York. Unfortunately, I wasn't in that crowd, but she dated half of the guys, the guys in New York. Yeah. And now she's dating, um, allegedly the, uh, lead singer of the 1975. But didn't he just do some, uh, gay stuff? 
Well, I, didn't he just have some... He, he had some kind of porn story on a podcast that's getting the Swifties after him. They're well, saying she has to break up with him. He, he, he said something on a, on a comedy podcast because that's the way you fuck over your life now. <laughs> well, don't I know it? But, no? <laughs> um, here, so Matt, Matthew Healy. Yes, uh, Matthew Healy. He is now allegedly dating Taylor Swift, and he said that... Uh, he apologizes to Ice Spice. I don't even know what that is, but... He, Ice Spice? You don't know who Ice Spice is? She's that record. She's the rapper who looks like uh, Annie oh. from the musical Annie. Oh, I don't know any of her songs, but she she looks like Scary Spice. She looks like if Black China and Doja Cat uh, auditioned for Broadway. Yeah. Um. Oh, here. This is this is where it. Uh, oh boy. So during the show, Matt Healy admitted to sending an unreturned direct message to Ice Spice on Instagram. As a result, Healy and Adam Friedland explained to co-host Nick Mullen who Ice Spice is, see, much like I am right now to you, which led to Mullen calling the rapper an in Inuit Spice Girl and a chubby Chinese lady before he and Friedland imitated her imagined accent, oh God, based on their perception of her racial background. Healy egged on the hosts as they imitated Chinese and Hawaiian accents. Later in the podcast, Healy laughed as Friedland and Mullen imitated Japanese accents. Okay, so... The people on the podcast also joked about him because they said that Healy is queer baiting because he is doing that in his shows where he'll like find a guy and then like make out with him. And everyone's like, wait, what? Um, when one of the hosts joked that the gay men enjoy being queer baited, Healy gently backtracked saying, maybe it's not all the gay guys, but it's a lot of them. And the rest of the podcast, he gave little, if any pushback against offensive remarks Okay, so anyways, he's just talking shit. But what did all the did all the Taylor Swift fans go after him? They were not enjoying this or appreciating it. So now, see, that's the thing. If your fans don't like who you're dating, it's not going to work. It can't, can it? No. They're like, oh, we hate your we hate your boyfriend because they could they could easily not buy the tickets. But what they're really saying is that you're choosing him over us, and she doesn't know any of these people. But the the way it it's perceived, it's like, hey, my fans hate you, but I'm choosing you over them anyway. But Taylor Swift looks like that girl who's made fun of people's accents before. Oh, she's definitely said the N-word before. Oh, my God. <laughs> in, the, in the sound booth. It's me. Hi. I'm the beep. I'm sorry. Can we take that back? Can we take that back? One more. I got ahead of myself. Sorry. I was thinking about something else later in the day. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my God, Taylor Swift. Um, so anyways. <laughs> I know, but anyways, Taylor has gone on to crash Ticketmaster because of her Eras tour, which is sweeping the globe. I've seen nothing but... TikToks and images and heartfelt stories. You know, you see stories of like, ah, oh, dad's taking their daughters. This is what she's wanted to do. She hasn't gone to a concert since COVID and she loves Taylor Swift and we're going to take her and she's going to live her fucking life, you know. But this dad, this dad 
paid $21,000 for his daughter to go see Taylor Swift after $1,800 tickets fell through that he got for her at Christmas last year. That's a lot. So this Massachusetts dad, uh, first of all, I hate anything written up in Taylor Swift voice because articles that are talking about Taylor Swift articles are like Taylor Swift puns. Stand by. Here we go. A Massachusetts dad told himself to uh, uh, shake it off <laughs> when his $1,800 tickets to the Eras tour fell through and went ahead and bought four more for $21,000 because he didn't want any bad blood with his daughter. So Anthony Silva initially paid $1,800 as a Christmas gift, but the trouble started when StubHub said the tickets were no longer available. Silva claims the reseller told him alternative tickets were also not available for the sold-out show. This is just not right, the father said. In my opinion, they should not wait until the day before the tickets to be sent out by the reseller. He then went to a different ticket reseller and spent more than 10 times more on four tickets. He also arranged for a limousine, okay, to shuttle his daughter and her friends to the concert. We played a joke on them, telling them yesterday, telling them the tickets were really gone and the look on their faces I never want to see again. One girl had a quivering lip. Of course she did. Um, I won't tell you who, what he recalled of the traumatizing moment to the outlet. Subhub will refund his $1,800 within two weeks. The man said $21,000. This is the most rich people shit I've ever heard. He prayed. I played a prank. I told him the $21,000 tickets were gone. <laughs> uh, or tell your kids to get over it. Tell them to get a job. $21,000. That's insane for a concert. That's I think that's like if, if your kids are like being that bad, like being like, Dad, we were supposed to go to the concert that you paid eighteen hundred dollars for. Now we can't be like, hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go to your room. Watch it on YouTube. I couldn't even imagine twenty one thousand dollars. Mind you, Taylor Swift is also playing like 40 something songs she's got every outfit change um it looks insane she actually like dives through the stage at one point um and it looks like she's swimming underwater i'm sure it's a fantastic concert if you're a taylor swift fan however it's pouring down rain wherever she's going like god is like rain on you pouring pouring rain and she was at a show in Foxborough where people are now collecting the rain from her show and trying to sell them for $250. This is what I'm talking about. This is insane fandom. Well, the dad has to make back $21,000. <laughs> yeah, it's just the dad. He's like, oh, oh that, that was the college fund. God. <laughs> We need more rain. Uh, so a fan who attended um, the same Taylor Swift show in Foxborough, Massachusetts, uh, is now selling rain droplets for a whopping $250. The popular Instagram account only in Boston shared a screenshot of what appears to be a Facebook marketplace listing called Taylor Swift Eras Tour Merch Rain. 
The photo shows three small containers from a local weed dispensary called Happy Valley that are filled with clear liquid, which the seller claimed to have gotten from the downpour during the second Gillette Stadium tour on Swift's Eras tour. You're selling rainwater in weed containers? They're not scientists in Boston. But I'm like, is there weed in it? Like, it looked like there was like, like grains, like weed granules in there. Um, we don't know. Here's an update, guys. We don't know if the rain is still up for sale on Marketplace. We can't tell if someone has actually bought it. But uh, the listing is no longer on Facebook Marketplace. However, Swifties instantly flocked to the comments section of Only in Boston's post to marvel over the pop superstar's impact. Floor seats, rain or balcony rain? What kind of rain was it? Does it matter? A fair price, another person said. Another super fan chimed in, holy water. Nope. Others called the listing a scam and wrote that if any morons purchased the jars, they were ridiculous and stupid. I'll tell you what's ridiculous and stupid. $21,000 tickets to a concert. That's insane. But you know what I will say? She's a performer. That's pretty impressive. She was out there in the rain, soaking wet. Um, and I do have some news. She was violently electrocuted on stage last night and it was her last concert. So if you have an Eras concert ticket, <sighs> better luck next time. If I can't see Kylie Minogue, you can't see Taylor Swift there. I said it. No, she's fine. But if you go to the Eras concert, let me know. There's like videos of people like having cathartic, like life experiences. I don't know. I think it's I think it's wild. I It's not for me. I'd rather eat a bowl of like unseasoned oatmeal than see Taylor Swift. I would say that's comparable. That's how I feel. I feel like Taylor Swift is just like a fall day, but like in real life. Here's what I'll say. I saw her in in New Jersey. She's very She's very talented. Very talented. Considering what gets passed as music today, sure. I would say I'm more of a Taylor Taylor fan than a lot of other stuff. Out Agreed. There. I uh, I am not trying to shit on Taylor Swift at all. I think she is very talented. She's you know her career is phenomenal. She's a songwriter, all that. But it's also like it's just not for me. I I there's a couple songs where I'm like okay this is cute, but I'm like here's the thing. If I'm going to a concert, especially if I'm spending twenty one thousand dollars. <laughs> On a concert, I want to be able to hear the artist. I don't want the whole fucking arena like singing the song. I want to be like, because I'd be like, shush, shush. <laughs> I want to hear the singer. Like, I don't want to hear the whole stadium. Or watching it through someone's phone because they're in front of yes. you filming it. Yeah, no, I agree. Exactly. But for $21,000, like, like, if you spent $21,000, are you getting a box? Do you get a, like, a, no, probably not. She should sit on your head for for for. I'll stand upside down, yeah, like in the toilet and watch it. That's what some people are doing. They're like, ah, oh, this bathroom stall is fifty thousand dollars. I'll take it. I have to stand up on the toilet and like peek my ear out through like a glory hole. I'm in. Well, we had Jones Beach Theater, so what? The parents who don't care about like being in the venue with their kids, they would uh -huh. drop them off and just sit in the parking lot. And you're getting live music. You're not watching it. 
But you're listening to the show, and I'm like, I would be that guy. I would be that guy, too. I saw videos of people doing that where they were like, they're they're not in the concert, but they can still hear it and tailgate. They probably had just as good seats as the people up in the sky. Like, For sure. I'm all about that. And it's probably not as expensive. And, you know, took his got a limo for his kids what is this prom anyways and i also saw that video of like wherever she was i don't know if it was in chicago or or, or where no I, I think it actually might have been chicago where someone was on the uh subway and they were recording the taylor swift fans who were about to like get on the subway and they all just poured in and they were all covered in like sequins and you know, it looked like Nashville Bachelorette's gone wild. And it's like, oh, God, please, not like this. And the, the poor woman <laughs> just trying to get home was just like, no, not like this. Is this how I die? Um, but speaking of is this how I die, uh, one of my favorite girls, Dua Lipa. Uh, I'm, I think I'm a do. I think I said I was a Dua Lipa gay after I said Jesse Ware. They didn't know who Jesse Ware was. And I was like, I'm a Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, I just love her so much, and I am so excited for her. We're getting new music from her on Friday because she has a song coming out on the Barbie album this summer. Um, it's going to be like a pop disco bop. I'm like, give me all of that this summer. That's what I want. Uh, so I'm here for that. But she is in Cannes right now, and she just showcased off her new boyfriend. Uh, his name is Romaine. Gavros, I, I don't think, I think he might be French, so I'm going to say Romain Gavros, Javros, Gavroche from Les Mis, I don't know. Um, But it sent her ex-boyfriend, Anwar Hadid, uh, who is the brother to Bella and Gigi, uh, he went off on his Instagram after his ex-girlfriend went public with her relationship with the guy in Cannes. The aspiring musician, okay, relax, Anwar Hadid, whose sisters are the very famous models that we all know with new faces, added a smiley face beneath this cryptic text on Instagram. Um, Anwar shared the photo on his Instagram feed without its troubling original caption and instead promoted his new song, The Scrug. Oh, stop it. But this was the post. He Look, look at the post, John. At the top, he put a picture of himself and it said, trying to not, first of all, Anwar, trying to not to find and kill him. That's what he wrote. He's a lyricist. Trying to not to find to kill him. Hey, Anwar. I'm sorry, Irwan. Learn better English. Okay, so then he posted a picture of him taking a selfie with some dude in the back. And he said, I can't breathe, uh, probably because he's doing laundry. And then he said, uh, here's another one that says, have fun. He says, I hate the way you say my name with just his foot. So uh, here's a picture of him and Dua. Yeah. So she made her red carpet debut. She's 27. He's 41. Uh, Lipa first sparked romance rumors with the French director who previously dated Rita Ora, who is now with Taika Waititi in February after they were spotted leaving a party together in London. So this is just a case of him just being a jealous turd. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real, Erwan. You are not your sisters. 
This, you know what this reminds me of? Oh God. This reminds me of Chet Hanks. It's giving me Chet Hanks vibes. He's just that, he's like the third sibling that no one really gives a shit about. He's all tatted up. He looks like a foot, like a Norwegian foot. And he has an album called The Skrug. S-K-R-U-G-H. Maybe that's something. His, his mom is Yolanda Hadid. So maybe that's something like Middle, or not Middle East. Well, his dad is Mohammed. Um, it could be Middle Eastern. It could be uh, Eastern European. I don't know. Whatever. <sighs> and I hope he's okay. I hope he doesn't unalive himself. But here's something that will. Jay-Z and Beyonce have now officially purchased the most expensive home ever in California. Which I say, people were all over the story. They're like, oh my God. And I'm like, you know what? Do it. Do it. You can do it? Then do it. Jay-Z and Beyonce snagged one of the greatest architectural masterpieces in the country. It is a, wait for it, 30,000 square foot home in the prime area of Malibu, and they paid a king's ransom. Real estate sources said the couple paid $200 million for the property, making it the most expensive home ever sold in the entire state of California, eclipsing the record, which was $177 million. It's also the second most expensive real estate deal in the country, the top being $238 million for an NYC apartment, which was probably Taylor Swift's. But I mean, look at this thing. Oh, God. Oh, they got a deal on it. Okay, so the home was quietly listed for a whopping $295. And then Beyonce said, I want to pay $200. And they said, yes, Beyonce, right this way. The house sits on an eight-acre bluff overlooking the Pacific Ocean in the Paradise Cove area, a.k.a. Billionaire's Row. Which, remind me to go back to Billionaire's Row. It, it's also an architectural jewel designed by Tadao Ando, a Japanese master architect who is also designing the house Kanye West bought in Malibu. The house was owned and built by William Bell, one of the biggest art collectors in the world. It took Bell almost 15 years to build the all-concrete structure. Good for you, Mr. Bell. If you're going to build a house for 15 years, Beyonce better be buying that. I say go for it. Do we have any more pictures of the house? I bet we do. Oh, God. What it? Oh, God. Is that it? I mean, if that's it, looks like an empty lot. Well, hold on. Oh, but there's, there's wait, there's are there's there's pictures down there. Can we click on those? No. No. No, I think I think this is it. That's it. That's all they're going to show us peasants. Yeah. That's all you're going to get. It's on the beach. You can't afford it. You're welcome. But look at this thing. This is a giant chair. Like they have a giant chair statue. Yeah, because it's like maybe Beyonce loves the incredible shrinking woman played by Lily Tomlin. And she's like, "Blue, go get up in the chair." Uh, look at that. That's gorgeous. It looks From the drone though, it doesn't look that big. It do it really doesn't. There there's an, a there's a uh, house down the block from me on Colfax that is like 3 times the size of this. It just goes up instead of wide. Mm -hmm. this, this just looks like a college campus. <laughs> it looks like a uh, 
Um, what did they call those? Remember, did you have those in school when you had the, um, you had like your school and then you'd go to the back of the school and you'd go up like a ramp and it was like the oh. trailer. Yeah. What were they called? Trailers. <laughs> they were called trailers. Yeah. They basically, when they ran out of room for students, they put, they, they built trailers in our schoolyard and they put like desks and stuff yeah. in them, but they weren't called trailers. We called them something else. No, we called them. Tra- we, they had a name. But I can't remember what they were called. But I remember there was like you'd go up the ramp into the. Well, it was it was a class. It was technically passed as a classroom. But it I was, know, it but was, it, was, a was it a trailer tra- the it whole was a time? Trailer the whole time. The whole time. Wow, that's what it kind of looks like to me. But good for Beyonce. I feel like if you're going to spend two hundred million dollars on a house in Malibu, do it. However, this woman in California, or a California-based woman, we don't know if she's actually in California or not. She bought three, three abandoned houses in a Sicilian village, which is in Italy, for $3.30, cashing in on Italy's desperation to repopulate its fast-emptying ghost towns. Look at it. Ugh. Ugh. So this woman, Rubia Daniels, she flew to the... Musa, uh, what is it? Musomeli in Sicily after hearing about its cheap homes. She ended up buying three crumbling houses for $3.30 in 2019, and she's restoring them now. Many Italian towns have introduced similar schemes in an attempt to repopulate uh, rural Italy. Is there any more on this? Uh, yeah. So she says that she was amazed. It was one of those things where you have to see it to make sure it's true. She did a research within three days. I had my plane ticket, a car, a hotel, and she left. By the end of a 10-day trip, a small town in Sicily called Musomeli, uh, she was the proud owner of three dilapidated homes that she bought for just one pound or a dollar and 10 cents each. God! I would buy the whole town. The whole town. Oh, I bet they're so pretty. Now, I'm wondering because it says dilapidated and crumbling. So are you going to have to pay more to like restore them? But it's also like Italy? I mean, it, she's going to, she probably just essentially bought land. She's going to, I don't, from what these look like, like this is, this looks like it's, probably full of mold i'm gonna say yeah because they did say crumbling so i mean that balcony looks like it's just gonna fall i don't think there's a bottom here what did you call me (laughs) everyone knows you're a top (laughs) god damn no yeah i don't think there's no floor here yeah there is no flooring there it's wrought iron um are there any pictures of the inside I don't think there's an inside. I think it's just one wall. It's just one hole for a dollar. Uh, I mean, let me see. Oh, wait, here we go. So it's got like the terracotta and it's got, oh, that's the, so she was, ah, did she restore that roof? It looks, that looks restored. Oh, Oh, she's putting solar panels on it. Yeah, this is the restored roof. That looks great. Yeah, but I'm scared the walls won't hold it up. Like, I would be curious what she had to do to the walls. They, those did not look like they were in livable condition. But here's the outside. Let's see. The ones that she's working on now, she says she's planning to turn into an art gallery. One will be for her to stay in the third house, which will be her biggest project. She wants to convert into a wellness center to give back to the community. I love this woman. What community? I thought it's a ghost town. Just that community. You don't have to, like, 
pick one. You can just like, I want to give back to the community. Oh, what community? The community. And everyone's like, oh. She's so brave. Very brave. 49-year-old restarted restoring the properties toward the end of 2019, but had to pause. Why? Pandemic! COVID-19 happened and we weren't allowed to go back, so she started renovations again last year. She splits her time between San Francisco and Musomeli, spending at least a month in the Italian village each time she travels there. I'm all about a home renovation. I love it. You know, there's that... Um, have you seen that show? Probably not. Where it's called, like, Meet Me at the Chateau, where it's this, like husband and wife and they buy this like old castle in France or something and they remodel it. You also have Queen of Versailles. Love her. She's like this woman in Florida who like built this gigantic castle in Florida with like marble. It's like taking her 25 years to do. I love a good home renovation. Do you think, and think about that. Think how much money Beyonce and Jay-Z could have saved <laughs> had they just bought Italy. A house in Italy, yeah, or just bought Italy. They could just renovate the whole thing. And I love character. I love crown molding. I love old features. I don't love like that's why I don't like about like L.A. These houses that are just like just like a box with metal and that's it. I love character and charm. I don't like these just boxes with a garage on it. I said what I said. You don't like boxes. No. I tried in college, but not for me. Not a box person. But look at this. They were, they were paying millennials 33 grand to move there. What are we waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> in 2021, nine villages in southern Italy offered to pay millennials $33,000 to move there if they help repopulate fast emptying towns. The villages all in the southern Italian region of Calabria offered people under 40 years old a cash payment to make the move. The towns on offer include the cliffside Civita village and Aletta, a coastal beach town. God, did not that sound amazing? A cliffside village. Ah. What do you think the pitch was like? White Lotus, coastal village, wine. Listen, we're going to be very straight with you. We're going to give you $33,000. We need you to fuck and repopulate this town. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably... No. Repopulate. No. I mean, that's that's the key word there. They need no. you to stay there and repopulate. But but why does it have to be children? Why do I have to... Re why can't I repopulate the vineyards of Italy? Because vineyards don't pay taxes. No. Oh. I guess they could. I'm really excited. That that that's I want to see like a finished project. Oh, what is that? Is that one of the houses? Yeah, it looks like it. Well, I mean, clearly it's got some squatters, but I mean that's fixable. All you gotta do is just throw in like a smoke bomb and they'll get out of there. But um that's amazing. But I want to talk about this show because it made me I was like real estate, all this real estate talk. Oh, God. One of my favorite shows is back. It is Selling Sunset Season 6, which it sounds like a horrible tongue twister for a, a, a youngster. S Selling Sunset Season 6. <laughs> it's a lot of... Sa, 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 sa. Um, but I'm very excited because I love this show. I think we talked about it maybe last year. They are back, the whole cast, with some newbies. We have Nicole, who is like 
the grand dam of real estate. She lives in Woodland Hills. And she is bringing the drama with the Oppenheim group. We have Chriselle. Chriselle is back, which I saw Chriselle. And her wife now, G, they were at the Netflix uh, Pride kick kickoff over at Heart the other night. So I was like, is this the cast of Selling Sunset dancing with me right now? And it was. Um, we also have uh, Heather is there. Uh, we have Mary is back and she's, uh, pregnant. Um, Chelsea is there to stir up some drama. She's this British girl. She's a lot of fashion choices, that one. Um, and then we are also introduced to Brie and Brie looks like if Laura Croft was in real estate. She looks like, could she be a spy for the Russian uh, government? Yeah. Or is she in real estate? Are you a real estate agent or in the Russian government? It's very much that. Um, and she's also a mom to one of Nick Cannon's 48 children. So... She is in the season. She walks out and she is just in this all green expensive. Like all the real estate agents, they I'm like, are y'all escorts or do you sell real estate? They are all just like just snatched and pulled and hair and tits and just body and just it it makes real estate look so easy. They walk into this like $25 million home and they're like, so here's the property. Yeah, they're ready to go deal like if there's no and then they're like i made five hundred thousand dollars in commission off this this house but it's going to be a great season i've already watched two episodes i'm going to be talking about it with heather in vegas this weekend but my favorite thing about the whole show john is the music the music in any of these shows, whether it be Love is Blind or Selling Sunset, any Netflix reality show, because they cannot get the music rights to any big pop, you know, singers. So they get these like scraps <laughs> of songs where they'll be like, I heard you wanted a cheeseburger last night. Like, and this is just the the songs that they play. They'll be like, don't you look at me when the thunder crashes. You're like, what is this song? What am I hearing? What's another one they'll play? It'll be like, oh, honey, don't even out. Like, you're, <laughs> it's the stupidest songs. But I'm like, wait, just pay attention next time. You're watching Selling Sunset. Just listen to the music that's being played. It's the most absurd camp fun songs that should not be songs but they make this show even better so i'm sold selling sunset season six let me know what you guys think because i'm here for it and chriselle is like slaying it like chriselle's like a really good lesbian a brand new baby les she stopped dating like the one of the Oppenheims. there's two of them and i just can't tell they're all like four foot two and look like toes um but she's now with G. She's in this like lesbian whirlwind. She's having such a blast and she is just calling people out. I'm going to try and reach out to her so maybe we can have her on the show. But she's 
kind of here for Chrishell. All right. The LA market might be a sinking ship in real estate, but I'll tell you what's actually sinking ships. Orcas. I am here for this story. I found this story and I was like, finally, nature is retaliating against humanity. I'm here for it. Orcas have sunk three boats in Europe already and appear to be teaching others to do the same. <gasps> but why? Are we approaching an apocalypse? I'm going to see myself out. John, apocalypse. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> Can you shamu some emotion? No. Cut that out. You're not going to cut that out, but that's fine. All right. Scientists think a traumatized orca, which I've been called worse, initiated the assault on boats after a critical moment of agony and that the behavior is spreading among the population through social learning. Now, if you don't know what this story is about, I'm going to read a little more to you. This orca has attacked and sunk a third boat off the Iberian coast of Europe. Experts believe the behavior has been copied because this orca was struck by a yacht on the night of May 4th in the Strait of Gibraltar off the coast of Spain and pierced the rudder. There were two smaller and one large orca. Skipper Werner Schaffelberger. Okay, if you're not a skipper in the Iberian coast name <laughs> Werner Schaffelberger, are you even... Are you even a skipper? Um, the little ones shook the rudder at the back while the big one repeatedly backed up and rammed the ship with full force from the side. Schaufelberger said he saw the smaller orcas imitate the larger one. The little orcas observed the bigger one's technique and with a slight run up, they too slammed into the boat. The Spanish Coast Guards rescued the crew and towered the boat to Barbate, but it sank at the port entrance. So these boats are just sailing and these orcas are just going after. I think that's fine. I love when nature attacks. I this is why I don't trust animals. Did you yeah. hear about what the monkeys were doing uh, to dogs? I forgot what country it was in, but I think a dog killed the monkey's child, and then the monkeys started carrying dogs up to the roof of buildings and high on trees and throwing them off, like they're 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 going for their revenge. It's out of control. Is that still a thing? What? That the monkeys and the dogs. It, I, I don't know how long ago it was. I, I read the story, but I, I don't know when it was from. But I was like, this is insane. But wasn't there a story not too long ago where the monkeys were going after dogs and people were saying to lock your dogs up in the backyard? Was that the same? Or lock them up in the house because these monkeys were running around? <laughs> yeah. Enraged monkeys in India have thrown hundreds of dogs from tall buildings and trees and terrifying revenge killings. Yes. Yeah. It's wild. Look at that. It's insane. The monkey's just grabbing this innocent dog with its left hand, going up to high levels and chucking it off. Well, because the, do the dogs killed this monkey's baby. So they're like, your problem. I'm sorry. If you have a huge yacht and you slam into the back of an orca just trying to like live her life in freedom like whales should. I mean, my God, it's better than having them sit in a bathtub in Florida, swimming around in circles for the rest of their lives with their sad whale fin hanging over. 
and like, then they're yeah. like, well, the whale killed another trainer today. Why? Well, Gail's ponytail was too high and it freaked the whale out and they drowned her. It's like, no, because it's been swimming in circles forever and it hates you all. You took it from its home and now you're just like pumping its whale sperm into all these other whales to make more and you're just going to keep them trapped forever. It's like John uh, Wick, the John Wick of animals. Yeah. And you know what? I think this, I think the whale's like, hey, look, I'm an orca whale and like, I know what you guys do to us in these big boats and I'm not going to go down like that. I'm sure the whale doesn't realize that it's a yacht. I'm sure it's not like, oh, look, Jay-Z and Beyonce are on this boat with, you know, Werner Scherfelberger. <laughs> they don't know who's on the boat. They just think there's going to be a net that's going to be involved and then it's going to like take them all up and then we're going to have Free Willy 4 or wherever how many Free Willies there are these days. But yeah, I'm all about it. Nature is metal, man. I love it. I think it's I think it's high time. I, I would love when the whales start attacking. Did you see that one whale video where that woman was kayaking and then that whale swallowed her? No. Google. Look at it right now. Right now. Yes. Okay. I don't know if I'm ready to see uh, a whale swallowing canoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kayaker. Oh, wow. Old video goes viral again. I mean, imagine. This is insane. I'm watching it here so it doesn't get the ads. Yeah, that's insane. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. This one's a shorter video. Well, I just don't... I, this is why I don't trust animals. They'll, they'll eat you at the first sign of trouble. There was a guy... I Before I even got here today, there was a guy... Uh, I think it's like on the New York Post or something. There was a video of this guy... Or no, it was TMZ. Uh, peeing. He was drunk. In where? Florida. Oh, by the way, I have to give a shout out to the woman who gave me a one-star review on iTunes because she was mad at me that I called Florida Florida. Um, she was like, I've lived in Florida and I actually lived in San Antonio, Texas, and you're better than this. And I was like, um, I'm sorry. I was born in Florida and I lived in San Antonio, Texas. So nice try. We're allowed to make fun of cities and states. I, I have that comment right here, but I also have the one where they attack me for not liking animals. Anyone that is not a pet person should not be trusted. Also, he's just a sad sounding dude. Well, <laughs> the news is sad. Of course I'm sad. Doesn't mean you don't like animals. Oh, no, I don't like animals. At all? I mean, I could do without them. What? I don't trust them. Well, clearly, you were like, you were the first person to be like, talk about the story of the monkeys and the dogs. Well, you brought up the orca and the whale. I'm like, okay. Well, no, this guy in Florida, sorry, Florida, loser, um, was peeing and he was drunk and an alligator jumped up out of the water and ripped his arm off. Luckily, it was his arm. But like they were recording him. They're like, this dude's lost his arm. And he's just like drunk on the beach. Like that gator took. Look, how about this one from a few years ago? Uh-huh. Read, read the headline. Florida man arrested for trying to get an alligator drunk. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you can't make fun of anything anymore, like at least make fun of Florida. And that's just Florida just has the best stories. I'm not saying there's good people in all these cities. I know that. I know. But I'm saying as a pop cast, a pod cast pop culture expert when i'm looking at stories and they all start with florida woman florida man 
I, I, I can't help myself. I'm from Texas. A lot of dumb comes from Texas. A lot of comes from everywhere. But I know there's good people in these cities. But come on, we're not trying. We're not trying to get alligators drunk, are we? Is that where we're at? Man loses arm and gator attack behind a Florida bar. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. And he's just like on the ground. They're like, okay, well, we got to like stop your bleeding. And he's like drunk and he doesn't even know what's happening. Anyways, okay. I say orcas, go for it. Um, Now, I love a good fragrance. I've already, I've, I've praised scentbird.com on numerous podcasts, including my own. I'm actually wearing one right now. Scentbird.com. You get to customize your own fragrances. You have it. It's like a monthly subscription. People are always like, oh, you smell so good. I'm like, yeah, because I change it every month. Change it up. Um, however, I don't like this story. Jude Law uh, is performing in Firebrand, which could also be a, a city in the Hunger Games has drawn plaudits at Cannes because it's said he wore a deliberately rank smell to conjure the ailing king's presence. So Jude Law has doused himself in a specially brewed scent to play Henry VIII in, uh, I guess, in a, a movie that he's playing Henry VIII at Cannes. And the scent is blended from, wait for it, blood, fecal matter, and sweat. So he's playing Henry VIII. Oh, the movie is called Firebrand, an acclaimed new period drama which has premiered at the festival. He said he read several interesting accounts that you could smell Henry three rooms away. Uh, Jude Law said in a press conference, his leg was... I didn't want to read this, and then I read it. His leg was rotting so badly, he hit it with rose oil. I thought it would have a great impact if I smelt awful. A specialist perfumer was enlisted to make a custom brew, continued Law. She makes wonderful scents, like blood and fecal matter and sweat. Uh, she also makes awful scents. She somehow came up with the extraordinary variety of blood, shit, and sweat. Initially, I used it very subtly, but then it became a spray fest. Gross, don't say spray fest. Don't say spray fest when you're talking about blood and shit and sweat. I don't want to think of a spray fest, Jude Law. The film's director testified to the success of, of Law's immersive approach. When he walked in on set, it was just horrible. Law has won plaudits for his performance in the film, which focuses on the king's final marriage to Catherine Parr. The Guardian's Peter Bradshaw was impressed by the visceral, uh, viscerality of Law's performance, writing the king's bedchamber... Oh, God, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up. The king's bedchamber is perfumed. The king's bedchamber is perfumed by the pus splurging from Henry's bloated and ulcerated legs as the doctor changes his bandages, getting thumped and screamed at by the royal patient. This Henry is peevish and cantankerous why would anyone see this movie and we at one stage get a full-on shot of his majesty's pale fleshy bum as he has conjugal relations with kath god being medieval is just so hard
Are you going to see this in 4DX? Yeah, I'm going to see him 4DX with the rocker chairs. So this poor, this gross man is having sexual relationships with his wife. He's got a rotting leg. He smells like butt, piss, and sweat. And it's getting an eight-minute long standing ovation at Cannes. <laughs> um, but also, I want to smell it. You think it smells like Gwen's vagina candle? No. No, this does not smell like Gwen's vagina candle. This, I mean, I want to smell it. Just Here's the thing. I want to know how many people threw up immediately when Jude Law walked out on set. Because if, if he was like, oh, I just, it was so gross. And then I kept spraying it. I, I, I would be the, like, the camera guy. Like, when Jude Law passes me, I'm like, like, just immediately. And they're like, Justin, keep it together. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, and then it just ugh, keeps going. That's the movie I want to see. The behind the scenes where the first cameraman pukes and then everybody pukes after him because they can't see puke. Yeah, but what if this was released in Smell-O-Vision? 4DX, you smell 4DX, everything. it's, yeah, everyone can go see an artsy film. You can have your, like, $30 small glass of wine, and then all of a sudden you get sprayed in the face by Jude Law's butt musk, and it smells like rotting fish, um, rusty nails, and old toenails. Sure. And it's called Henry VIII. Um, but here's something that I thought was kind of gross. And this is our last story. And it's not, it's not as gross as the last story, but I think it's, it's still kind of gross. This man spends $2 million a year to look 18 and he's swapping blood with his father and son. So on April 3rd, the tech entrepreneur Brian Johnson, who's 45, turns up at a health service clinic near Dallas with his 70-year-old father, Richard, and 17-year-old son, Talmaj. Oh. They arrive in the morning, and over the course of several hours, the men and boy engage in a tri-generational swapping of their blood plasma. Talmaj goes first, having a liter of his blood removed and converted and converted, sorry, in a machine into its piece parts, a batch of liquid plasma and then a batch of red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. Brian next undergoes the same process and then has an additional procedure in which his son's plasma is fed into his own veins. What? At this point, you probably have a lot of questions. What might be, is this like a the blood boy thing? And yes, it's exactly like the blood boy thing. Do you know what the blood boy thing is? No idea. So I guess it's just a way of like, keeping yourself young with having somebody who is younger, but I think it has to deal with, they have to be genetically related to you. Um, it's receiving a blood transfusion from a young man in an effort to life hack his way to a fountain of youth. So this guy, this 45 year old man is taking his dad and his son who has the name of a vampire. Apparently um, to switch plasmas, platelets, and fluids to take their younger counterparts. So some people have opted to experiment on themselves and tap into this youth-altering change. Um, the science here, though, is anything but settled. 
So they don't know if this is actually working or what. So Johnson carefully screened the donor to make sure the person has an ideal body mass index, lived a healthy lifestyle, and was free of diseases. So do we see what they look like? Oh, yeah. He looks like a full-on serial killer. I mean, he looks good. He looks 45. I'm sorry. He does look 45, right? <laughs> Unless this is him on the right. I'm pretty sure that's his son, and he looks 45. He looks exactly in the middle of his father and his son. Yeah. I mean, they look related, but, I mean, they also look like they've been using Pretty Boy uh, Revival Serum, which is what I'm using. No platelets needed or surgeries required. Um, it is pretty interesting, though. Like, also, leave, get your kid out of the house. Like, let your kid be a kid. That's just so weird to me. You want to go to the movies? No, I can't. My dad needs my blood today. My dad needs my plasma again to stay young forever, ever, ever, ever. It does. I think that's weird. So the older subject showed improvement in cognitive function, metabolism, and bone structure. There have also been evidence that frequent donation of blood can have positive health effects as you clear out the old and have your body produce new cells and fluid. That's just weird. Let your kid date. My God. What a weirdo. But you know what? If he's not going to be spending money on staying young forever, you know what he's going to be spending them on? Taylor Swift concert tickets. So if we've learned anything, it's that. All right, guys. Well, that concludes this week's episode. Make sure to rate and review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. As always, I love hearing from you guys, and it means so much. I love when people come up to me. People are coming up to me now and saying they love the podcast, and they love you, John. They love what we do, and we just want to brighten up your day a little more um, because we know it's insane out there. And I will see you guys in Vegas this Saturday and make sure to uh, check out Pretty Boy Revival. I love this stuff. You heard it earlier in the podcast. Make sure to use promo code Martindale for 15% off. I love this stuff. I have it on right now. I use it every morning. You're not going to be disappointed. And Father's Day is right around the corner. Get it for dad. It's easy. You just, and you're done. You're welcome. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.